Thanks for tuning in to the Faith Out Front podcast, where faith and athletics take the stage. We truly hope you enjoyed part one of our interview with Robert Brooks, chaplain of the Cleveland Browns. If you're excited to hear the rest of Robert's story and the answer to the last question, be sure to tune in for the rest of this exciting episode. God bless, and thanks for tuning in to Faith Out Front. That's a deep question. I like that. Uh, you know, I, I think everyone's having a withdrawal right now from sports. I mean, it's amazing how the impact of not having those sports to turn to and to see those people who use that platform, uh, not only uh, to, for their sport, but also to share their faith. And that's what athletes can do uh, at any level that they can use that platform. So the fact that it actually started in some ways with, uh, through athletes, uh, creating awareness and all the things that we're seeing going on nowadays with the social justice kind of stuff. And I think people really just want to see uh, justice and righteousness, you know, because you, you can't separate the two. At least scripture doesn't do that. And actually in Psalm, it talks about that in 89, where uh, it talks about the Lord's throne being established on justice and righteousness. So I think Sports can play a tremendous role, especially now, uh, because it's like a bridge builder. It brings people from different communities, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different upbringings. They can all get together in one place and cheer for the same common cause of for their team. Now, can you picture what that looks like when you have a guy or a, a woman who's sharing at their, that from their platform? that Christ is the reason why they compete. They compete for an audience of one. And that, that piques people's curiosity. And when you can do that, you can have an impact because they'll want to listen to you. Everybody looks at professional athletes and say, wow, wow, you guys are so successful. You know, and the ones who are able to say, humbly say that, you know, I enjoy my sport and everything. I love playing, I love competing. But really my relationship with Christ is what makes the difference. Those are the ones that I found to be the most impactful, whether they are a Super Bowl MVP or not. That goes a lot farther than just a Lombardi trophy. I couldn't agree more. And um, as I was listening to that profound answer that you gave, uh, it, it made me think back to something that um, David Baker, who's the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame shared on a previous episode, actually our first episode, mm -hmm. uh, he was talking about, he, he, he flipped the, uh, the script and asked me a question. Um, just like you, I played a bit of football and he asked me, he said, Nobles, when you played, um, did you all ever in the huddle once ask, you know, what socioeconomic background you all were from? What religion, you know, or denomination you belong to? You know, what, what were your beliefs, you know, in regards to politics? And I answered no to each question because None of those things matter because we understood ultimately as a team, we were united, you know, around one cause, one goal. We had a singular focus and to uh, the points that you just made, I believe that that's what we can really see from the realm of sports really help, you know, move the conversation forward. So I appreciate you sharing that. Absolutely. Wow. Amen. Yeah, that was a profound answer, Robert. Thank you. And it's interesting you talked about being a bridge because I know you're dear friends with, senior FCA executive Rick Isaiah, 
And I know you two have been on the field of ministry for a long time and, and you're wonderful brothers in Christ. Well, and I say this to our listening audience simply because this is going to be an audio recording, so you can't see what we see. But that being said, I say this only for context. Nobles Darby IV and Robert Brooks are African-American. I'm Caucasian. And if there was ever a time for we as a people to listen more than we're talking, as even Robert reminded me in the pregame, it's now. And Rick Isaiah gave us a book called Be the Bridge. It made me think of them and holding it in my hand. It's from Latasha Morrison, forwarded by Daniel Hill. And Rick is on the head of the diversity co committee for FCA nationally. And it's about pursuing God's heart for racial reconciliation. Robert, just as a follow-up to Noble's question, how can we get together as sports ministry leaders and leaders of our community to have forums where we can listen to one another and grow in relationship with one another and pray together and cry together thoughts on some things we might be able to do even here in Cleveland together. Yeah, it, it certainly is a time where we all need to realize that God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason, because I think our listening has to be to learn. We listen to learn. And then once we learn, we can lament with one another as brothers and sisters you know, if you're hurting, then I'm hurting. No matter what you look like as a member of the body of Christ, I lament with my brothers and sisters around the world. I don't care what you look like. If you're hurting, then I'm hurting with you. But once we do those kind of things, I think it opens up the door for us to all be educated again and going back to scripture and what scripture says. You know, we talk about social reconciliation and, you know, all these kind of things. But Christ has already done that. If we go to Ephesians, we can see that, that the dividing wall has already been torn down. So if we can go back to the foundation of what was taught from Scripture, then I think we all can gather around the throne of grace at the foot of the cross and remember that we're all created in God's image and in his likeness. So that makes all of us extremely valuable. You know, I, I'm not a uh, you know, I'll say it, you know, the, the, the Black Lives Matter organization. Now, as far as what they stand for, I'm not in support of that in regards to uh, it not being Christ-centered and, and Christian-based. But if you wanted to say that, that, you know, the term itself, Black Lives Matter, not the organization, but the term, well, that, that could be theologically backed up because we're all created in God's image and in his likeness. Whether you say all lives matter or this life matters, that life, well, we all matter because of being made in the image of God and his likeness. And because of that, like my man Eric Mason says, because of that, we, we have a, a rep we are his representation. We have a, a responsibility to him as members of the body of Christ. And that should be through our relationship with him. So as we continue to march forward, I think what we're going to see is I think we're going to see some conviction of the hearts of men because that's the only thing that will, will change a person. You and I, all, both of you guys know, neither one of us came to Christ until we were convicted in our heart about the sin that we had in our lives and that we surrendered that to Christ. And from that point on, we were able to, uh, to move forward and walk in wisdom and knowledge and understanding of which God has given us through his word and through his son, Jesus. So that's what I'm looking to see uh, as the body is strengthened 
through this even difficult time, and some would say even chaotic time. Wow, amen. And Nobles, as Robert was sharing that deeply profound answer once again, I kept thinking of that download you got about one team, and I wonder if this might be appropriate just to chat, you know, share it briefly, because this could be something we could all partner in together. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I must admit, while uh, Robert was sharing, um, I was thinking we just need to go ahead and pass around the selection plate because he's preaching right now. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> but uh, one, one of the things that, you know, stuck out to me, and I think this is a good segue, as you alluded to, Robert, to really kind of talk about um, our one team initiative. So we've been praying um, internally as a staff within FCA um, because there's been a lot of conversation coming in over the last couple of weeks, people wanting to know, well, what is FCA's response in regards to racial reconciliation? And what are you all, uh, what are you all doing in the realm of social justice? So we were in a meeting the other day and the Holy Spirit just downloaded this idea or this concept of promoting one team. Um, to be more specific, uh, Glenville High School and Avon High School, two of the more prominent you know, football programs throughout Northeastern Ohio, play each other this season and next season. And so we saw a, a great opportunity to really strategize and, you know, rally around this concept of being one team. You have Avon, a more fluent suburb. You have Glenville, which is in the, uh, the, the, the very, very more poverty-stricken area throughout Cleveland. But how powerful would it be to see both of those teams come together off the field um, to do community-based service projects, to be able to have conversations about race and how they can use their platforms as high school athletes to address and move, and, and move the conversation forward. So we're really excited, Robert, to be able to, you know, dive deeper into that, um, to be able to share more with you, because I believe something that you said was so, so critical. You mentioned about having the right foundation. Well, I think back to 1 Corinthians 6, 3 through 9, where it talks about one plants, one waters, but God gets the increase. When we're talking about establishing a foundation, we first have to address, well, what seed is being planted in the ground? There's a lot of seeds that are uh, of discord that are being planted, you know, early on, and, and the kids become collateral damage. And so we believe through this one team concept, we can begin to uproot, you know, seeds of hatred, uh, seeds of division, you know, see seeds of, uh, of just not seeing people as equals. And so, um, with that, I, I just want to share your insight into, you know, what, what you believe that, you know, these high school students can really take hold of. You were once a high school football player yourself. So what do you think are some key things that they should really be, you know, thinking about as, as we uh, begin to launch this, this, this initiative moving forward? Sure. You know, the cool thing is I love after a game when, the teams get together and huddle up at center field to, to, to pray or at midfield to pray or, uh, you know, the way they shake hands and talk after the game, no matter what level, right? And what that does is, to me, it shows that they're willing to have visibility to show the respect for one another. And that's the foundation that you, you need to, I think, help establish what you're trying to do. When they're able to communicate and get together and care about one another. I mean, we know one team's gonna win, one team's gonna lose unless there's a tie and those are rare, right? But overall, when you see everyone united together, not just for the cause of football, but for life and to, for respect for one another, I think that just continues to show the value that each person has 
in the eyes of Christ for sure. But can you imagine what others see when they see that? It's like it's so genuine and it's authentic when you see the respect for one another. I think that will be one of the pillars of your four uh, corners of your foundation of what you're trying to to establish with that because and you couldn't pick two better teams to do it with. I'm a little familiar with both programs, and I think you got that kind of kids that will embrace that and really run with it. And also, I wouldn't, you know, I would include listening to what they would like to see uh, done uh, to, for the other teams, you know, towards one another. I think some of those kids may have some great ideas that the Lord's put in their hearts that would really uh, even move this thing even farther along than what you could, you or I could even imagine. So I think the visibility and, and seeing that it, it goes a long ways when those people will get together, those kids will get together and let everyone else see that they're united for, for a reason. And again, they play for an audience of one. They may be playing for mom and dad and some scouts, but really ultimately it's a, it's an audience of one that they're playing for. Amen. And thankfully, we know the one who's above all, which is Jesus. And, and you clearly represent him well, Robert, as you do as well, Nobles. Last question I had before we land the plane here in a few minutes is Nobles will ask the last question and bring us home here momentarily. Robert, let me just say thanks again on behalf of Faith Out Front, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, AIA. This renewed covenant has got me really fired up. It's got us really fired up. And thank you for your time. I guess the question is, it always says the greatest leaders are the greatest servants, right? And we know Jesus did that like he did everything perfectly. The question Nobles and I have for you is how can we serve you? How can we serve athletes in action? How can we serve what you're doing as chaplain of the Cleveland Browns? And we'd love to partner in any ways that can be a blessing to you. I appreciate that. Uh, first and foremost, of course, as, as I like to try to do for you, uh, Robert, now you nobles as I know you now, um, prayer is the key and faith really unlocks the door to endless opportunities. And when we are able to step out on the faith uh, that we do have, it doesn't have to be a whole lot, it can be a little bit because uh, you know faith is strengthened by truth. And if you would keep me lifted up in prayer because this is gonna be a totally different season uh, I, I imagine most of uh, my ministry is going to be done like we're doing now <laughs> uh, over a screen, which is it takes away an element. But if you could keep me lifted up in that area and that God would open the hearts and minds of these young people that I'm not going to have a chance to touch as much as I would normally have had during training camp, and OTAs and those kind of things, um, I would appreciate that. Uh, for my wife and for our marriage, as we continue to get down the road at 21 years here next week, Lord willing, and uh, really for just the kingdom uh, here on earth, for the kingdom-minded people that we do have uh, around us, Lord, that we're all encouraged and that we don't see this COVID thing as something that's going to, you know, take us out. Instead, I think it's causing us to really reevaluate and refocus on how we do things and how we approach ministry. So those things would be much appreciated, much appreciated. Well, Robert, we will continue to stand with you in the bond of brotherhood and prayer and excited to serve us alongside with you and God bless you for your heart. Bless you guys.
Nobles? Absolutely. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, and Robert, got one last question here for you. Um, once again, man, thank you for um, your heart. Thank you for sharing everything that you've shared on today. Um, I echo uh, what my other brother Robert shared, having you as a new brother in Christ. Um, I definitely will be uplifting you and your ministry and your wife in prayer. And um, my wife and I just celebrated four years. So I definitely will be leaning on you for some some advice and some expertise so I can, you know, graduate to that level. <laughs> but I wanted to ask, you, you shared with us earlier how you were led uh, to salvation um, in the living room, and, you know, by your teammate's father. Um, and I think this is a good question to end on for our listeners. Um, could you just share with us briefly, who do you believe outside of that experience? Because I'm sure there's been quite a few people who's had the greatest or one of the greatest impacts on your life spiritually and how has that shaped the ministry work that you're doing currently, present day? Wow. You know, it's been so many people, and, and I don't want to offend anyone by not saying their name. But, you know, I will say this. Um, I probably, most people say I was in ministry before I was officially in ministry, so to speak. Uh, but there's a guy in Pittsburgh, uh, Jay Wilson who had a tremendous impact on my life. Uh, he really helped me, took me under his wings for about three years as I was coming on staff and on staff. And uh, I was kind of like a uh, fly by the seat of your pants kind of thing, throw me in the fire type thing ministry wise. And Jay really, really just was a brother to me, like, uh, you know, just a little, little bit older brother than I was. And, you know, the cool thing was is, uh, you know, he, he didn't look like me, which made it even more special. And that uh, God doesn't create disunity, but he creates diversity. And he showed me that uh, through Jay Wilson, who really poured into my life. And uh, I still talk to him today, you know, and he, you know, it's been a long time. He was the Steelers chaplain a long time, by 18 years or so. And took me in when we came to Pitt and uh, really, really had an impact on my life and uh, Candy as well on my wife, April. So we love them for that and how the Lord put them in our lives. Hey Amen. Well, the, uh, the spirit of all those that have poured into uh, the man God has created and caused you to be definitely has shown through on this call today. And um, can't thank you enough, Robert, for taking some time with us, just to share your heart, share your experiences. Uh, may God continue to bless everything that you're doing and uh, bless the work of your hands. We're definitely locked in arms with you. Um, here's your brothers over at FCA um, as we continue to build the kingdom together. So thank you once again, man, for being with us today. Man, thank you guys tremendously. And I, I'm so looking forward to what you guys will be doing in the community. And I sneak in and hide in the back sometimes and check it out. Just to let you know I'm supporting you and on your podcast and all the other things. So I'm connected with you and locking arms with you and look forward to doing things down the road together. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Faith Out Front podcast, where faith and athletics take the stage. We truly hope you enjoyed those powerful testimonies of faith from Robert Brooks, chaplain of the Cleveland Browns. Be sure to tune in next week as we will be interviewing Lisa Sebastian, a former Ohio State women's basketball player. Thanks for tuning in to Faith Out Front. God bless.